This call is now being recorded. Hello? Hi. Molly? Yes, this is Molly. Hi, it's Jacob. Hi, Jacob. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Um, are you a, are you a runner yourself? Um, I am. I like to identify you... like that. <laughs> <laughs> do you run uh, all winter, or do you pause um, in the coldest part? I do. I do. I I like. To, I actually really enjoy running in the winter. I love running in the snow. I wish there was some more of it this winter. <laughs> <laughs> so, where do you run in the snow on trails? Yes, I. I um, a couple of years ago, I. I I've oh I've always kind of run since middle school. I ran you know cross country and track in high school, and then I ran cross country and track in college. And since then, you know, I I've, I've tried I've had some um, stretches where I've tried some marathons, not a ton, but I've always kind of stayed in the running game um, a little bit, and mostly on roads. And then a couple of years ago, I switched to trails and just kind of fell in love with that. Um, so. I, and a lot of it is um, because I was getting older and I was feeling like I was getting injured a lot more and trails are definitely more gentle on your body in a lot of ways. And there's something just about being in nature. It feels um, more than just the exercise bucket, I think. Um, so, yeah, I really like running on trails. <laughs> you said you've tried some marathons. <laughs> what does that mean? Yes. Well, I mean, it, when I was in my 20s, I did a couple and then, and then I didn't for a long time. Um, you know, I got involved in other things, um, mm-hmm. uh, and, and then I became a mom. And so I, running was more um, more ment- mental, like rebuilding than anything else when mm-hmm. I was when I was a mom with young kids. Um, mm-hmm. And an activity, you know, I put the kids in the stroller and just go for a little bit, and it almost felt like a break in some ways. Um, and then when I switched to uh, trail running, I. I I tried a couple of trail marathons, which I actually really liked too, and it's, they're completely different than road marathons. <laughs> it's the same. It's the, they're called marathons. So it's the same distance, is that? It's the same distance, yeah. Mm-hmm. The I love the distance. idea that you're not like. I love the idea that you're not a hundred percent sure how many marathons you've run. I mean, I know women that have run so many and, like, you know, run, mm-hmm. run them in all different countries. I think I've probably, I mean, I've run less than 10 in my life. <laughs> so I don't really consider myself a quote-unquote marathon runner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's all relative. <laughs> it is all relative. Everything is relative. Well, thank you so much, uh, Molly Hoyt, Program Director of Girls on the Run Western Mass, for agreeing to be on Northampton Podcast. Yes. And uh, now, how long have you been the program director for Girls on the Run Western Mass? Um, for Western Mass, well, since the beginning. So I think we went – so um, Girls on the Run is a national program, and it's um, – mm-hmm. actually, there's councils in every state in the United States, and in Massachusetts alone, there's three. So we were kind of coming in under this Girls on the Run national umbrella, basically. Um, and in the spring of 2015, we went down to North Carolina, which is where the headquarters are and where it also originated back in 1996. And um, we we got trained in becoming a council, and I was part of that group that went down there then. So um, we started our first season in uh, fall of 2015. Um, so mm-hmm. I've been I've been with them from the beginning. Well, we've only been around for five years. So who's we? Um, who is this group? So this group is uh, 
filled with incredible people. Um, mm-hmm. The executive director, council director is Allison Berman. Um, she is the one that really kind of came to me with the whole idea of starting this in Western Mass, and she has been kind of like the front runner the, the whole time. And um, mm-hmm. and so she has been there from the beginning. And then we have an incredible board that's kind of ebbed and flowed throughout the last five years. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, as of right now, I think we only have one or two people on it that were on it um, with us from the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, all these people have made up kind of our council and helped us make decisions. We did have, have another staff member also this year that unfortunately has um, moved on. Um, mm-hmm. So it's really kind of been me and Allison from the beginning. So how did this um, – were you aware of Girls on the Run before uh, Allison came to you? And Not really. Yeah, I had yeah. never even really heard of it. I was kind of in an interesting – point in my life where I had um, three little kids at home. I, I'm a trained teacher, so I taught for a number of years, and then um, I have twins, and so when, when I had my when I had my twins um, back, let's see, 2008, I kind of took a sabbatical from teaching and then never really went back to the classroom, but had mm-hmm. some part-time work. Um, I did a ton of Title I support in different schools um, around the area. And then I had my third, and I took that year off. And then when I came back, I started working um, at Smith College very part-time just as a supervisor for student teachers, and I completely loved that job, but it was very, very part-time. And it was kind of, you know, you took on how how many students you wanted to. Um, And so I started with, you know, not many students, and then I took on a lot. um, And I was sitting at, I don't even remember, having coffee one day, and randomly in comes Allison just to get coffee, too. And she said, hey, listen, um, have you ever heard of Girls on the Run? I've been really interested in starting this. I've asked a couple people um, if they wanted to, you know, get this off the ground in Western Mass. You should check it out. I'd be interested in th- hearing what you had to say. So I went home that day. I looked at the national website. I read a lot about the program. Um, and it just kind of fit everything that I loved about um education and uh, movement um, and the whole concept of um, it really focusing on girls in third to eighth grade drew me in. Um, Mm -hmm. I I loved that it was just girls. I think there's a lot of power in that for them. Um, And so, yeah, we met again and I said, I'm I'm in. I showed it to my husband and he was very supportive and thought it was a great idea and we also could not believe that it wasn't in Western Mass yet because <laughs> um, uh, it was—it's very popular in Vermont. It's almost in every elementary school in Vermont, and they've been around for 14 years. Um, and it, it's—I uh, think there's a council in New Hampshire that's been around for about 11 or 12 at this point. Um, so, mm-hmm. in, and there was a Boston council too at, at this point. So it was all over, but not here. And you know, Western Mass is filled with. Um, people who enjoy being outside and doing athletic things and running. And, um, you know, we also live in an, in an area where we're uh, big into women empowerment and mm-hmm. um, all of that. So it, we couldn't believe that it wasn't here, and it, it was exciting to think about bringing it. So is Allison, um, like, a, a longtime friend of yours? No, we, we, we kind of were peripheral friends a little bit. Um, and I knew her, I knew her. We have kids about the same age and we've been on like large group camping trips together and things like that. But no, no, we didn't, we were kind of just knew who each other were. 
So she at sort of point. got hit, hit you at like exactly the right time in your life where you were looking for something more to do. Yeah, and... kind of. Yes, kind of. Because I wasn't really, I mean, I was doing part-time work. My kids were starting to, you know, be, at that point, my twins were um, in second going into third grade. Mm-hmm. My youngest was in kind, all day kindergarten. Um, and I was perfectly happy what I was doing. Um, which and I did actually continue to to work at Smith for the first couple of years that Girls on the Run was around um, until it became just too time consuming. Um, and I was perfectly happy what I was doing, but it, I wasn't. I didn't feel like this is what I was going to be doing for the rest of my life, type thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, kind of. She hit me at the perfect time, <laughs> and she had been. And I think she would say that she had been thinking. She had heard about the program a while back, and. You know, she, again, she has kids my age too, and so her kids were young back then. Um, and I think she was, when she first heard about it a couple of years before we even brought it here, she was interested and kind of, you know, molded over um, for a couple of years about how this started and when to start it. And um, yeah, I think the timing was perfect for her too. I just, I love people that, you know, everyone has you know, reads an article or sees something and thinks, you know, we should have this here. And I love people who can actually put one foot in front of the other, find people and and get something done. It's just so amazing yeah. to me. Yeah, and I have to say one of the things that I've loved about this journey is that it has been a full team effort. I mean, this is mm-hmm. not just about me, and it's not just about me and Allison. I mean, we've, we've worked with incredible Incredible people along the way that have just been willing to give so much of themselves to make this successful for our community, which has been, that's been super inspiring for me. So you talk about camp councils. There are three councils in Massachusetts. The council is like a, um, um, like a chapter. Basically, yeah, you cover a certain area. So our, our Western Mass Council cover, so Massachusetts is basically completely taken care of in terms of girls on the run coverage. <laughs> there's a, there's a Boston, um, council that covers most of the eastern part of the state, and then there's a Worcester council that covers the central part of the state, and then, mm-hmm. um, and Worcester is fairly new too. They came, I think they came along, um, after us even, um, and then, and then there's us, and we cover all four, um, for Hampshire, Hamden, Franklin, and Berkshire counties in Western mm-hmm. Mass. So if there's a school that, that would love to have a Girls on the Run program um, in those um, counties, they would reach out to us. We have had schools not in our council reach out to us, and then we, you know, direct them to the right person to talk to. So are they organized by school or by site, or are those sort of uh, interchangeable um, well, it, uh, a little bit of both. Most of our teams, I would say the majority of our teams or our quote-unquote sites happen at schools just because mm-hmm. it is an after-school program and logistically for parents and kids, that makes the most sense, that they're at school, they just stay for, you know, practice after school, um, and then they get picked up as opposed to parents having, having, having to get their child, bring them somewhere else. Um mm-hmm. And then come get them at the end. But we do have, we have started um, a couple seasons ago um, with um, a few community teams. So we do have, so we do have a Heart and Soul, which is our sixth to eighth grade program. Mm-hmm. Um, still girls on the run, but it's the, it's designed for middle school girls. Um, we have a community team that's based out of Smith College that we mm-hmm. offer to any girls, any girls can uh, register and, and be part of that team in the area. 
Um, and that has been pretty successful and worked really well. And it's really nice because it's girls from all different schools, especially at that age. You know, um, I think there's some draw to the fact that they get to, in middle school, like leave their school and go to a whole different team of girls that they haven't been mm-hmm. with all day. Is it, so, um, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Does it tend to be, do the, um, do the runners tend to be, um, public school kids, private school kids, um, we have, kids? we have a mix. We have a mix of, uh, so we have, um, mostly public school just because that's most of the schools in this area. We have a bunch mm-hmm. of private schools. Um, like the Smith College Campus School has had a, mm-hmm. a team ever since we've been around. Um, We've been at, at the Mets. Um, we've been at a, a lot of Catholic schools, um, St. Mm-hmm. Thomas and St. Mary's out in Westfield and West Springfield. Um, we've been in charter schools. We've been at Hilltown Charter School and Pioneer Valley Immersion. Um, mm-hmm. And for homeschool kids, so when we open a program up at a school, uh, we advertise it, obviously, to the kids basically in that school. But parents call us often and say, you know, I, I, I have a homeschool girl. Can I register and so we always let them they can register at their closest school or what's most convenient Mm -hmm. we also have parents call and say why isn't my daughter's school on this list and Mm -hmm. um, so that's a whole (laughs) other situation so we do we have kids we have girls um part of teams that where they don't go to school that's not that untypical how does how does a school get a get a um girls on their own program going up and running so um, usually the first step is to call or email us you know you can find Mm -hmm. our information right on the website and the first thing we usually do is have a quick conversation on the phone we like to come in and meet with whoever's contacting us Um, sometimes it's a parent sometimes it's you know a school nurse adjustment counselor Mm -hmm. principal Um, Mm -hmm. so we usually like to come in and meet with whoever has reached out to us along with the principal of the building so they have some mm-hmm. understanding of what, what they're kind of signing up for. Um, mm-hmm. We have a whole, you know, a whole um, new site packet that we give them that it really kind of explains the program and our philosophy and what it um, what it entails for the school and for the coaches and for us. Um, and then you register as a site on right from our website, um, and then we we help you recruit coaches and kind of get the program started at your school. In terms of like, from a principal's perspective or a school's perspective, it's not very much work. We do a lot mm-hmm. of that um, because the program is very independent of the school. Um, we carry mm-hmm. our own own insurance. We help you find mm-hmm. coaches. Um, it's kind of an after school program that's brought in. Um, so I, I would, I think mostly the biggest hurdle we hit in terms of, um, starting new sites at new schools is finding coaches, uh, cause mm-hmm. we are a nonprofit and we try to keep, um, um, overhead really, really low so that mm-hmm. we can support as many girls as we can. We, you know, all our coaches are volunteer. Um, so to find coaches that are willing to coach at the, that time to the after school period is, um, can sometimes be challenging. It's also my favorite part of the job because we've met <laughs> the most incredible, compassionate, amazing co- group of coaches. I and mean, this season alone, I think we're going to have close to 300 coaches. And these adults mm-hmm. are just so willing to give of themselves and um, their time and energy and compassion and the things they do for their teams is amazing. It's pretty remarkable. And they're generally parents, I assume, of kids who are doing um, the program. It, well, it's interesting. We have a ton of teachers. 
that coach. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. I think that teachers really see in this day and age the the benefits um, of social emotional growth and health and learning and the demands of school. They it doesn't really allow for a ton of that during the day. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that they are looking to bring that more into their classroom, those those social-emotional skills that a lot of kids are lacking today. Um, and so I think they're they're willing to give give th- those afternoons up so that they can, you know, um, support their their girls girls in this effort. Uh, we do have a lot of parents that coach as well. And then we have incredible community members who just want to volunteer and give back. Um, and they, you know, basically coach in, in the community where they live and um, are committed to building up strong girls in their own community. So how, does program, how does the program work um, logistically? It's uh, how, how often do they meet? What times? Is it, is it so time run, varies depending on the site? Or is yes, that, yes. So we usually, so we run two seasons. So we just, in, mm-hmm. so we have a fall season that runs from about September to end of November. Um, mm-hmm. And then we run a spring season that starts the like mid March and goes to the end of May, beginning of June. So the mm-hmm. season, a season is ten weeks, um, and there's two practices every week. Um, mm-hmm. And practice days really are up to we leave that up to the schools and the coaches. That's the mm-hmm. you know it doesn't really matter to us. We have a mm-hmm. we have schools doing a variety of things. A lot of Tuesday, Thursday, Monday, Wednesday, but we have schools doing. Monday, Friday, or mm-hmm. Monday, Tuesday. It's really what fits the school and the um, coaches that coaches schedules. Um, mm-hmm. uh, practices are ninety minutes long. They generally have happen right after school. Um, mm-hmm. And in terms of coaching, um, we try to make it as easy as possible for coaches. So our count. So the the program itself is a curriculum based program, and coaches are trained in that. That's part of our role so we do mm-hmm. all the training that need, needs to happen for the coaches um, and this is one of the reasons why teachers love the program so much because it's a, it's based on a curriculum you have a book it's 20 mm-hmm. lessons they're designed for you they're really really good lessons um, so you're not you're not creating anything in terms of trying to figure out what you're going to do for a lesson that day or plan what the workout's going to be um, that's all kind of done for you in advance. And the other thing that's done for you in advance is um, all your materials and supplies that you need for the season are created for you in this thing called a coach box, which we create. Mm-hmm. So coaches are given this coach box that has everything that they need in it. So we don't – there are some lessons that require you to use a tube of toothpaste or a shower curtain or uh, mm-hmm. there's some handouts. So all of those things are – already put into this nice cookie cutter box for you. So you're you're not running around trying to find any materials or photocopy any papers. That should be done. So what you can really focus on is your team of girls and really supporting them. Wow, that's amazing. I I, I coached T ball once when I was <laughs> little little kids. But the hardest thing was figuring out what am I gonna do with these little kids and keep them engaged and just yeah. like make you know, making up yeah. games, and so the fact that um, that that the coaches um, have lesson plans for each of the twenty um, yeah. meets. Do you call them meets? I just called it meets. I don't know why. <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you call practices? The, uh, practices. We call them practices. But I thank you for bringing that up, Jacob. I really appreciate that. I have a husband that has coached so many youth sports. 
so many new sports, and he always – and I watch him plan out practices and write these, like, lengthy emails to parents about, you know, mm-hmm. their practices and what they're going to do. And he always – he keeps me grounded in the sense that he's – he because I always feel like, oh, are we asking the coaches to do too much? Is this mm-hmm. too much time, too much work? He keeps me grounded in the sense where he always reminds me, you are – literally giving them all the tools they need because we also supply all the emails. They don't have to create any emails. Oh, wow. We give them the emails that they, they can send out to the um, parents as well. That explains, mm-hmm. it's basically cliff notes of the lessons that they're doing, um, mm-hmm. explains kind of like what the lesson is about. And also these emails that they also send out, the reason I love them is because they have questions that parents can ask their girl about at home to continue the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and just we. We really try to keep parents and families involved in the program as much as possible, and that is one of the um, best things to see is, like, the ripple effect of the program out to, you know, moms running with their girl or, you know, a brother will come out and run with their sister and um, mm-hmm. just, you know, the in- inspiration that these little girls have on their families and their communities as well. Uh, is the Does the... Um, curriculum change much year to year? Is it, is it constantly being tweaked, or is it pretty set by this time? Um, so the curriculum is designed by national. So we we don't do anything with the curriculum at our council, but we have right now we have two different versions, and we do change them every year. Um, mm-hmm. And and you know I think national is always to answer your question. I'm, national is always tweaking them and trying to come mm-hmm. up with a new version because. A lot of girls repeat season after season, um, and so obviously the, the the objectives of the lessons don't really change. Like there's a mm-hmm. lesson um, where you where you learn how to change your negative self talk into positive self talk, which mm-hmm. is good at any age, probably mm-hmm. ten times a year. Everybody needs that lesson. Um, but the game, so that objective is the same. But the games to get there are a little different. Obviously, to keep mm-hmm. girls engaged and wanting to come back, um, and we do have girls repeat a lot. And I do think I, I have a daughter who started in third grade, and she's done it every season we've had it. And now she's in seventh grade, and she's about to embark on her tenth season. Um, and she, I, I've seen it's been really fantastic for me from as a program director to also be a parent and watch mm-hmm. your girl go through it. And people ask me all the time, "Can they, my daughter do it again? Will she like it? It's the same curriculum. She's going to be bored." And I do, I do think. After seeing my daughter do it, I think they get something different every season. Mm-hmm. Um, and as they grow older, it, it's de- it's deeper. You know, in, in third grade, it's really they only get like the surface um, mm-hmm. understanding of it, and it just it it just allows them to practice the skills more. Um, you know, these this isn't like learning multiplication. It's you know, this is I when I coached my daughter those lessons helped me as a mom when I was, you know, in my 40s. So I I do think the lessons are good at any age, and having them twice or three times a year is not a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd really like to get into the um, the philosophy um, around the program, because it's not just running, obviously. No. And I think a lot no, of people just when they just hear girls on the run, just think it's like it's a it's a running club. Right. It's just so. Could you um, speak to that? Elaborate on that? Yes, definitely. Yeah. So it, it, sometimes I feel like I love the name of it, but sometimes I do feel like because of that, it, it does give it a little bit of disservice. Um, we have many parents that contact us and say, "I really want to coach, but I'm not a runner." 
Well, coaches mm-hmm. don't really run that much, so you don't need to worry <laughs> about that. We, and that's what we say in the flyer. Coaches do not need to be runners, and really, girls do not need to be runners. Um, mm-hmm. The run, the the one of the reasons I love girls on the run is because girls come to the program for a variety of reasons. Um, we do have girls that sign up to do girls on the run because they really want to run, and during the quote unquote workout time of practice, they are running as much as they can. Mm-hmm. But we have some girls join because they want they want to do something with their friends or they want to be part of a a team of just girls. You know, they've been they've been doing the T ball and the soccer and they would like to be ju- on a just a, a girls team. Um mm-hmm. and they and they like the whole um you know group conversation of it and kind of coming together in that way. Um, the philosophy about around girls on the run is that you're using physical activity really to learn social emotional skills that you can take with you for the rest of your life. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I do believe that movement is the best way to learn these these things and a lot of other things. Um, I think, you know, I have a daughter and two boys, and I really feel like the more they move while they're learning something, the better it's mm-hmm. you know it, it's cemented in. Um, and so, you know, the, some of the things that girls are learning in Girls on the Run is empathy and compassion and uh, how to be a good friend and what, how should a friend make you feel and how do you be mm-hmm. a good friend to them and how can you give back to your community and what does it mean to be grateful and how can you show mm-hmm. gratitude. Um, mm-hmm. And all of these things are being learned through games and activities. Um, and so girls can kind of hold on to that a little bit more. Um, and then, you know, they do do a quote-unquote workout during each practice. Um, but the workout is designed in, in a way that there there's always an objective during the workout. So I and, – and we also offer in our in the coach boxes these um, things called lap counters, which are basically external motivators to get girls to run more. Um but we have girls walk, skip, jump during the workout. You, it's really about forward motion, and that's what we instill in our girls. As long as you're moving forward, you're moving in the right direction. So you can you can walk the mm-hmm. whole workout. That's totally fine. Um, the workout's really designed to you know kind of set goals and, and work towards achieving them because they do know that they're they're running a 5K at the end of at the end of their season or at the end of um, the 10 weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. So their their goal is to kind of work up to that um but how they get there is all all on them <laughs> what, what is a um, lap counter you just mentioned it so yeah I, I, no that's fine so we because it's you know because it's an after school program and it's with kids um the workout is designed where girls run laps for a couple mm-hmm. of reasons a lap and laps are small they're not like a track size they're like you know mm-hmm. one tenth of a mile um so first of all, it's a safety thing. We we want coaches to be able to see all kids all the time while they're mm-hmm. running, um, and that seems like an ideal way for coaches to be able to have eyes on their kids the whole time. The other mm-hmm. benefit of doing quote unquote laps is that um, is that they're easier to you know they're easier to chew for a lot of kids. So mm-hmm. you know if you tell them to go out for a three mile run, a lot of kids are going to be like, no, I I can't do that. But if you tell them to mm-hmm. run a lap and see how it goes, that seems more doable um and so there the lap counters are these little external motivators we have pipe cleaners and beads we have stamps we have stickers Uh, mm -hmm. we have um you know popsicle sticks with markers where they like you Mm -hmm. know put a dot or a heart on top 
And mm-hmm. so every time they go around the lab, they collect these things or, uh-huh. um, and then they can, then that's, a, that's their way of, um, figuring out at the end of the workout how many laps they have run as well. And they record that. They keep a, a, rec- a record sheet during, um, the season that tells how long they ran for and how many laps uh-huh. they, they got in that time. And so the, obviously the goal is it's a visual and they, they are working to increase those laps as the season goes on. That seems so perfect for that age. <laughs> yeah. I, remember, I mean, because I remember my, when my daughter was in third, fourth, and fifth grade, like, she wanted to collect everything. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like, her friends had these little these little glass animals that I think they got at the cedar chest. Yeah. And is always wanted more, always wanted more. And to, like, you know, spend a lot of time, like, looking at them and putting them in a box and taking them out and looking at them. Yeah. And so it just it seems yeah. perfect. Yeah, so, yeah, so it's a great way to motivate them to keep on going. And they, they look forward to it. I mean, it's the two biggest questions we get at the beginning of practices are, what's the snack and what is the lap counter going to be? <laughs> <laughs> so it's definitely something that they look forward to. Now, um, uh, how, how, how much is a 5K? I'm obviously not a runner. Okay. So that's great. You, then you should be a coach for girls on the run. You don't have to be a runner. Uh, well, I do, so I, I do have a daughter who's, who's in kindergarten now, so in a couple oh, of years. Oh, okay. Maybe. Awesome. <laughs> um, so 5K is uh, three, about 3.1 miles. And so mm-hmm. during the season, girls, that's the, that's the like big goal, the big running goal is to, to quote-unquote run a 5K. But really in actuality, girls run, walk it, they walk it, they they uh-huh. they all get through the 5K, but they do it in in whatever way makes sense to them. Um, mm-hmm. And so we, as a council, put on two 5Ks a year. We put on one in the fall, which we have done historically at Smith College. Um, Smith has hosted it. We just had our, our fall one November 23rd this year. It was awesome. We had a beautiful day, followed by the next morning of slushy, slushy snow and rain, so we totally mm-hmm. left out. <laughs> um, and then we put one on at the end of our spring season too. And this this season coming up, our spring one will be on May 31st at UMass, um, which we're really excited for. And this 5K is all of our teams coming together um, to run to run this race together. Um, mm-hmm. And this is one of my favorite days of the season. It's a lot of work to get there, but um, it's pretty magical. This season alone, we're, we're supposed to, we're going to probably have about 1,200 girls participating in Girls on the Run, um, wow. plus the 300 coaches. And then, you know, we have community com- community members come out and run. We have family members come out and run with the girls. Um, and, you know, it, it brings together, it's a complete community event. It brings together all these kids from all these different communities um, on the same field at once. And it's, it's, um, it's a pretty magical day. Now, 5K, that's about, I'm just guessing, about 40 minutes of running is that am i in the right yeah ballpark? I, yeah yeah about we yes it's between yes i would say between 20 and 50 minutes depending mm-hmm. on what you're doing mm-hmm. and the kids feel generally prepared for that by the time they get to the i the, think they um, feel prepared five. for it be, yes because there's not i think there's the the preparation, you know, they they are running through the season so they feel prepared for it in that way but i also think the preparation of um, having no pressure on them and, and making it a complete individual event also, you know, supplies a little bit of motivation for, okay, I'm just going to mm-hmm. see what I can do type thing. 
Um, mm-hmm. We also require girls to have something called running buddies um, for the 5K. Again, this is a safety thing and also mm-hmm. a, an external motivator. Um, and this is an adult who runs with that girl. Um, many times it's parents, but sometimes it's a sibling. We've had college mm-hmm. students sign up to just volunteer on that day and be a running buddy. Um, we've had staff members from schools where the teams are come out and run with girls. Um, so we we actually we ask that each girl has a running buddy, um, and that really mm-hmm. acts as an external motivator. And the important thing for the running buddy to do is to just be where the girl is. So not to not to you know overly push her to run mm-hmm. at more than she wants to, um, but to motivate her to know that she can. You know, it's a it's a fine line. Um, so yeah, I think that most girls feel pretty prepared. And if they don't, they cross the finish line and they get a medal and they're all smiling. <laughs> they all, we've never had a girl not complete the 5K. So every single girl has an adult with them? Pretty much. We have some of our older, like our, our heart and soul teams, the 6th to 8th grade teams, will have like an adult with three girls. Or, mm-hmm. But we, we, what we want is that every, every girl is, you know, at, there's an adult quote-unquote on charge in charge of every girl yeah. out on the course mm-hmm. um mostly for safety but also just to be there to support in case and also in case something happens it's just it, it's a it's a good thing to do so if there's one girl who you know her parents too she's too busy she doesn't you know does the the coaches help um set yeah um, yes girls up with someone if yeah, so and, and and we do too. So we have a lot of people apply yeah. to volunteer to be a running buddy and so we mm-hmm. will place volunteers with girls. Um we also, you know, because the girls generally practice at their school, um uh coaches and uh, will reach out to staff members at that school. Um mm-hmm. we've had girls ask their teacher to run with them. Mm-hmm. Um or their cousin. We've had aunts fly in from out of town to run with a <laughs> girl. Um so yeah, I think that it it's deemed a very special, important job and girls like look forward to figuring out who they're gonna ask <laughs> to be their running buddy. It's kind of exciting. Um yeah. So we try to make sure that every girl is accounted for in terms of running buddies. Are you from Western Mass? Do you mind me asking? Oh, no, no, no. I, I grew up in New Hampshire, actually. Mm-hmm. My husband is so from Western Mass, which brought us here. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you're New England through and through, I guess. I am a New Englander. <laughs> I am a New Englander. I grew up in New Hampshire. Um, I, I was very familiar with Eastern Mass growing up. Um, mm-hmm. And when I heard that we were possibly moving to Western Mass, I thought, Western Mass? What is in Western Mass? Why would we ever want to live there? And I have been so happy here. I love the valley. I love mm-hmm. it here. I've I've been here for um twelve years now I guess. And uh it's it feels like um like uh like there's um a real running culture here. I mean there yeah. are races like constantly, you know, um <laughs> it seems like like big races that people are excited about. Yeah. Um and you just now that I know all these um I know so many people through uh my kids I know so many people who run, and they run all through the winter and all through the hot summer. Does it does it seem like a particularly um, uh, robust running culture in Western Mass to you? Or? Uh, yes, I definitely think it. I mean, I, New Hampshire has one too. I think mm-hmm. that 
that when you grow up in New England, you have to figure out how to be outside in no mm-hmm. matter what weather to keep sane and happy. Um, and so I think runners, you know, are hardy and they figure it out. I also think that running is one of those athletic things you do that also is a huge um, community event and it's a social event, right? So I think a lot of people love running because they run with friends and they meet new people and they go to these races and they're surrounded by their community. Um, so I think it's more than just the the actual act of running. I think there's so much more involved in it. I mean, I love running. I've run my whole life. But one of the reasons I love it now as an adult is because some days that's, those are the only people I talk to are my running friends at 530 in the morning. And when I don't get to run with them, I miss them because we've that's when you have, like, the best open conversations, right, when you're moving with people. Um, and I, I think that kind of, you know, just to connect girls on the run back to that, I think that's really important for these girls. You know, they're they're doing this run together, um, and they're running next to each other, and they might not know each other really well at the beginning of the season, but you run with someone for long enough, and you get to know mm-hmm. them pretty pretty quickly. Um, I've had some of my best conversations with people I have – met like a week before but we go you go on a run with them and you get to know them very very quickly it's a mm-hmm. kind of a bonding experience so how does how does girls on the run uh afford all the support where does the money come from? <laughs> where does the money come from that's a great question <laughs> because our big mission is to make sure that no girl is ever turned away from doing the program because of financial um, situations. So we subsidize a ton of our teams. The full mm-hmm. cost of the program is $150, which w- when we compare ourselves to so- councils across the United States is um, lower than a lot. Um, well, I did say I just signed my kids up for February and April um, break camps, and that's, yeah. so that seems very, very cheap right now to yeah. me. Yes, I signed my kids up for a lot of things, and $150 does not seem like that much. But, um, and the $150 includes the 20 lessons that are, you know, designed by by um, national and also delivered by trained coaches that we train. Um, you get a snack at every single practice that we pay for. Um, you get a T-shirt. We, we supply um, running shoes for girls that need them. Um, and you also get... Um, with your registration into the program, that's your registration, obviously, for the 5K, and you get a medal at the end of the 5K. So that's all included mm-hmm. in the cost of the program. But when you apply to be part of Girls on the Run, and this is a total honor system, you um, you can you are um, given a sliding scale. So we have families that pay as little as five dollars. We have families that pay nothing. Um, mm-hmm. This past season, we had 67. Um, we had uh, our financial aid um, rate was 67%. So we supplied 67% of funds from the from our fall season. Uh, so uh, Allison does a lot of grant writing. We do a lot of fundraising. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to keep costs really, really low. Um, we have incredible, you know, volunteers. We have people give in-kind donations. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so there is a, there has to also, moving forward, be a healthy balance with mm-hmm. um families who can pay and families that can't because that that the it supports each other moving forward. Do you have like a big fundraiser or is it is it pretty much face to face fundraiser? Um some of 
some of each. Uh, we have a big fundraising event every uh, fall at No mm-hmm. 180. The last couple of, the last couple of years, um, that's done really well. It's been really fun. It's a huge auction um, with you know appetizers and games, and we have mm-hmm. um, a couple of principals and coaches speak. Um, yeah, that's a really fun night. That's our big fundraiser, and then we we our next upcoming fundraiser. We do a smaller one, but just as fun at Meteora um, in March to kind of kick off our spring season. Um, that's a really fun event as well. Um, and then, you know, we do end of season giving. We've done Valley Gifts Day in the past. Um, mm-hmm. We have a lot of uh, wonderful sponsors. Um, and then there's grants that are also mm-hmm. coming in. Now, I'm, I'm going to, I'm really going to, try to um be very um i'm going to try not to be dismissive when i ask you this question okay um what do you say when people ask you why it's for girls only why it's oh, girls this only? Is, we get this question a lot actually um first i like to say sure i do. am a mom of I, first of all, I always like to say i'm a mom of boys as well and i mm-hmm. can see how this program would definitely benefit boys overall and also personally as a mom my boys I try to bring these lessons into my house as much as I can um, but that's not what we're doing we're we are doing it for girls and I do think that um, because of the conversations that are happening during practice and because of the risks that we're asking girls to take during practice it wouldn't be the same if it was girls and boys um, mm-hmm. I do think that the fact that it is just um, gender specific to girls it allows them to open up and um, kind of take more risks socially and emotionally and not really worry about anything else. Um, Mm -hmm. There is a lot of research, you know, nowadays that girls face social pressures and they get conflicting messages all the time and um, Mm -hmm. about, you know, how they should act and how they should be. And studies show that the adolescent girl's confidence drops about twice as much as boys during this period of their life and so that's mm-hmm. the point of girls on the run is we're trying to build that confidence back up and make sure those, that doesn't happen mm-hmm. now um children that don't um identify as either male or female are they welcome to join girls on the run so we say um if you identify as a girl you are more than willing to join girls on the run mm-hmm. so okay. um we've had that situation before and you know if they are willing to be part of a, a community of girls during that time, then then they are welcome. Okay. Um, what was the what's been the biggest surprise for you? Um, it it sounds like you you started um, this this adventure with girls on the run um, not a hun- you know with a with a Google search. So <laughs> um, so what has surprised you most um, about this uh, about your experience with the program? Um, I think the the people in general that surprised mm-hmm. me um, the most, and it's what I love the most, is just the amount of positive energy and inspiration that is driven by a large group of people to make sure that Girls on the Run is successful and it happens in Western Mass and in their community. Um, mm-hmm. Again, you know, our our program would not exist with all of our volunteer coaches, and they are incredible individuals. Our board is made of incredible individuals who, you know, work tirelessly to make sure that financially we're stable and um, they're, you know, coming to all our 5Ks and our fundraisers and they're a part of everything. Um, And just 
the communities alone and what what happens in each community. Um, I love the whole concept of the fact that Girls on the Run kind of has a, a ripple effect. Um, you know, it happens in a school, but the whole community feels it in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has been really inspiring. And, you know, just the the way I see parents and grandparents come to the 5K mm-hmm. to support their girl, um, the posters that families make to support their girl at the 5K, um, there's just so many heartwarming stories. Um, and memories from the past five five years. It's pretty amazing. And the next uh, session, the next um, starts in March, you said? Yeah, so the next, our spring season starts, and this is our um, tenth season. It's our five-year anniversary, <laughs> so girls are getting special medals at the end of oh. this 5K. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so we start the week of March 9th, and our 5K is on May 31st. So it's pretty exciting. And right now, um, we think we're probably going to have close to 70, 75 teams around Western Mass. Wow. Yeah. So when does registration start? So registration, so we open registration for teams where we have committed coaches and the school or the site is ready to open registration. So it's a little bit rolling. Um, for mm-hmm. teams that are ready, registration will open on Monday, this coming Monday, mm-hmm. January 13th. And we probably mm-hmm. have about 30 to 40 teams that will be open then. Um, and then they will, then they will continue to open till, you know, beginning of February for the next month. Um, once coaches are all set, we have committed volunteers and the site is ready to open. Um, and the way families and girls can find out about that is that they'll get a flyer, um, announcing okay. registration being open. And it explains on the flyer, how to register, um, you can go to our website, girlsontherunwesternma.com and learn, or .org, sorry, and learn more, mm-hmm. learn more about our locations and about the program. Um, yeah, so it's all happening very quickly. <laughs> Why don't you say that URL just one more time? <laughs> Excuse me? Can you say that website name just one more time? Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, girlsontherunwesternma.org. Okay. And do you uh, is there um, a Facebook page, Instagram, anything like that? There we have a Facebook page. Okay. Um, and so, if you go to just the regular Girls on the Run website, is there also like a tab for local um, councils? Yeah. Yes. If okay. you go to just girlsontherun.org, it can it can get you to us. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, is there anything else that you that you want to mention? I feel like we. Um, we hit your, you know, the fundraiser, and I, I think we um, we got your um, website, your Facebook page. Um, is there anything else? Uh, look for the flyer, right? Yeah, look for the flyer, and if you're interested in getting involved, we're always there's many, many different ways to volunteer. We we need 5K volunteers um, at the end of each season. Okay. We need running running buddy volunteers. We always are looking for coaches. It's a great way to give back to your community and meet an incredible group of girls um, and really make a difference in a very meaningful way. Um, so, yes, if you're interested in volunteering at all, uh, you can go to our website and there will be more information there. So if you're thinking you're sort of interested in being a coach but you're not sure, then volunteering for the 5K might be a good way to just sort of get into it. Yeah. Yeah, and we, we always um, – we have parents calling to learn more about the program and, you know, people calling to interested in bringing it to their school and not really sure or parents calling and um, interested to sign their girl up. And 
if it's in the end of a, we always encourage people to come to the 5K because you really get a feeling for what it what it's like and what it means to be part of the program at the 5K. Um, so it's a great it's a great way to give back. It's obviously not as time consuming as uh, being a coach. Um, so it's only a, a you know a Sunday morning of your time or to be a running buddy. There are you know multiple ways to volunteer for the program. That Thank you so much special. for. Thank you so much for taking all this time to talk with me. I I can't imagine oh, my registration starting and um, all. I can't believe how many um, how many sites and teams you're in charge of. Oh uh, yeah, um, it's very exciting. So thank you so much, Molly Hoyt, Program Director of thank Girls on the Run Western Mass. Thank you, Jacob. I'm Jacob Dukowski. This is Northampton Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just uh, point your internet browser towards NorthamptonPodcast.com to find out more. And thanks for listening, Northampton.